What's up, sports ballers? Welcome to episode one of Sports Ball. Thanks for clicking on it. Thanks for checking it out. We hope you enjoy the show. In this episode, Andrew and I talk about uh, Michigan basketball, obviously. Go Blue, Big Ten Tournament champions. This is very exciting for me and many, many other people out there. Uh, also, we talk about the U.S.-led uh, World Cup bid for 2026 and how it might be in a bit of hot water. Uh, and then we also review the pros' picks for the upcoming uh men's basketball conference tournaments that start uh tomorrow and uh andrew also shares a nascar nugget and you get to meet uh one of our favorite people andrew's wife and her uh well her interesting take on sports all of that and more coming up next hello andrew hello cam how are how are you are you elated with joy Ah, uh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you know, I was a little stressed today because you know Purdue's kind of had us, but uh, you know, the boys in blue prevailed, and I'm happy. When the calendar turns to March, you don't count out schools in Michigan. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, I, I congratulate you on the uh, the Big Ten Tournament Championship. Uh, heck of an effort against the Huskers on Friday. Obviously a, a disappointment for hashtag Nebraska ball. But um, there, are, uh, there are better days ahead for both programs. Yours might come sooner than, uh, sooner than the Huskers. Well, we're, uh, we're riding a pretty good wave right now of uh, super intense defense and uh, just really good execution on offense. There, there are a ton of fun to watch right now. Um, so I am, uh, I am quite happy, uh, and I look forward to the, uh, the tournament with, uh, with excitement because, uh, we could do some damage if we keep it up. I agree. I agree. Team to watch team to watch. I think there'll be a, a favorite with the, uh, with the pundits. <laughs> well, I mean, it, honestly, like I really do think it helps that John Beeline is very likable. You know what I mean? It just seems to be from outside a really solid, like totally above board program. I agree with that. I I was thinking about that. Um, You know, there really aren't many Michigan teams that that, on the basketball teams, football, really the same way too. I mean, uh, but this team's hard to dislike. You know, John Beeline's a good guy. Um, Will Wagner is is fun to watch. He genuinely appears to enjoy the game, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a fun bunch. I, I think that uh, you know they get on a roll that first weekend, and um, I, I think that uh, America's going to latch on. Um, especially you know if they're a, a five or six seed, I think people still kind of view that as an an underdog. Um, but they they couldn't. I think they could get up to a four. Um, we'll, we'll see, but, uh, but yeah, uh, very likable team, John Beeline, very likable. Um, and so it, it's tough to, t- tough to dislike your boys in blue. Yeah. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high, so we'll see time. Shall we, we will, but, uh, it brings us now to, uh, probably one of the, among the greatest three weeks in all of sports, maybe certainly very exciting, uh, exciting times. I was just looking at the schedule. We have basketball starting at 11 a.m. on Tuesday and through Sunday. 
Yeah, for all the rest of the conference tournaments, that's right. Yeah. Only t- only tomorrow, Monday, uh, do the games start at 5 o'clock. So, um, it's just a fun week. Like, 11 o'clock Tuesday, Georgia Tech, Boston College. We would not care about that game otherwise, but it's like, by golly, there's March basketball, and I'm going to watch this game in a half-empty Barclays Center in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh... – What's funny too is that, uh, so I have YouTube TV. That is my my uh, TV provider, and like two weeks ago, they added TNT, TBS, True TV, and whatever the fourth one is that I can't think of right now uh, to YouTube TV for free. So like my my monthly charge didn't go up, but all of a sudden I have all the channels that March Madness is on. So it was like a total way for them to win over, you know. A bunch of their customers already like hey we're not going to charge you more but we're going to make sure you get to watch the basketball and i just thought that was a really smart move on their part absolutely and uh, it's our one time of the year where we have to tune into to true tv i'm really <laughs> disappointed because we have uh, mounted our extra tv it used to sit on a on a um a stand and so mm-hmm. i could bring it out into the living room for this time of year and um and now it's it's mounted to the wall, and it was a uh, it was a pain to get on the wall. So I'm not going to take it off the wall just to watch TV. So we're just going to have one TV over here. That's why God invented iPads. Indeed, and a laptop. Yeah, there you go. What uh, what conference tournament are you most looking forward to this week? Uh, well, now that like. My emotional investment has been thoroughly satisfied. Um, I think the ACC is going to be really good, like it usually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big East, too, like, there's some pretty good schools there as well. Uh, I, living in Kansas, this is probably bad for me to say, I don't care about the Big 12 tournament at all. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're pretty oversaturated. Like, by the time it gets to this time of year, um, it's kind of like ho hum, and that league has just beat each other up so bad. Yeah. Um, this year, but it, it may create some some drama. Like, uh, you know, Oklahoma ended up being the nine seed, but you can make an argument they could probably beat any of these any of the eight teams ahead of them. So, it it's it's fairly wide open. I feel like I mean, Oklahoma State just beat KU by eighteen on Saturday, and they could play them in the second round. Yeah. So it could be exciting down at the Sprint Center. I believe that I am headed to the games Wednesday, so I will get an opportunity to see Trey Young. So I'm I'm slightly looking forward to that. My father is an Iowa State alum, so we're gonna go see the Bottom Barrel Cyclones play uh play the nightcap on Wednesday evening. That'll be fun. I mean, especially to get to see him play live. That'll be great. Yeah, in a in a rivalry game too. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, Big East, ACC. I, I think are the the top two this week. Um, you know, SEC has been a great league all year, but um, I don't know. I just, I just have trouble somehow buying that Auburn's a, a two seed um, <laughs> according to Bracketology. Like I, I can't fathom that. Um, so I don't know. It's in St. Louis. Um, yeah, I think Kentucky's a team to watch. We saw what what they did. You know, they're have they become sandbaggers? Are they going to make a final four run? I don't know. Well, they just got walloped by Florida the other day. So, yeah. and then don't forget Bill Walton's Conference of Champions out in the Pac-12. Mm, yeah, throw it down, big man. Yep, he is. He is a goofball. 
<laughs> I know, but I love it. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Because <laughs> half the time I feel like he doesn't even know where he is. No, and and I can't decide if his partner Dave Pash likes the shtick or 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 if he doesn't. And he genuinely doesn't because that's the way it appears on air that he does not tolerate him well. But I don't know if it's just to 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 try to balance him out that he he knows he can't ride along with Bill. Yeah. Anyways, near here nor there. Uh, should be a, a great week of basketball. Uh, I do want to point out quickly before we move on to our next topic that uh, the pros over at ESPN had their predictions up for all these tournaments. And I'd just like to tell you what their prediction was for the Big Ten real quick so I can gloat here for a moment. Their pick, Michigan State. The Spartans are maybe the most complete team in college basketball, while their nearest conference rival, Purdue, isn't playing its best basketball down the stretch. If MSU needed any added motivation, the tournament title could get Michigan State a one seed on selection day. Hmm, two words, fellas. Suck it! Yep, now I think the Spartans are a two seed, and uh, Michigan is a hot, hot team. Heading in two weeks from now. Who else do they have in this list? West Coast and ACC Duke, of course. Mm-hmm. Big East, Villanova. That makes sense. Although Xavier's in there. Uh, yeah. Those are two, I, two one seeds right there. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that championship game if it happens that way. That could be a ton of fun to watch. Uh, Kansas, or Big 12, they're picking West Virginia, which Kansas has not won the tournament now, I, I don't think, in the last few years. I don't yeah. remember the last time they won it, but it, they they are in a bit of a drought, and then uh, and then USC, which they're calling the most wide open of all the power conferences out in the Pac-12. So uh, there you have it. Um, and one flying under the radar here is the American. You've got Cincinnati and, and Wichita State um, in there as well. So yeah, I always forget that Wichita State switched conferences, and they they did well. Um, they they lost to uh, Cincinnati this afternoon, and so they they're the two seed uh, for next week's tournament. But uh, yeah, it, and it's I think it's put a real blow on the um, the Missouri Valley because that tournament this week was just was not what it has been in years past. Without the the likes of Creighton and Wichita State, you just lose those two power players, and um, you know Loyola Chicago Illinois State final. I I don't think does much uh to move the needle nationally yeah but loyola's in their first uh tournament since 1985 which is pretty cool yeah they're gonna be a darling um if, if they can get past the first round i think um people are gonna people are gonna wake up to them mm, for sure all right should we uh should we talk about a different a different sport for a moment let's go for it all right uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about um the world cup of which the U.S. is not a part of this go-around, which is just I – can, I can vent about that at a later date. Mm-hmm. Um, but so anyways, the U.S. is leading a bid along with uh, Canada and Mexico. So essentially North America wants to host the 2026 World Cup. Correct. Which seems ludicrous to me. Like the landmass that you would have to cover to have games in Canada, the U.S., and Mexico, it just seems like a logistical nightmare, and very expensive for people to attend. Um, but apparently, support for this bid uh, is more divided than predicted, according to this ESPN article. Um, with some people saying uh, that the votes for Morocco to host it are not just threatening the North American bid, but actually beating it, which. 
I know I just bashed the idea of having a World Cup in three countries as large as the three in North America uh, compared to the country the size of Morocco, but to lose to a country like Morocco, like no disrespect, the infrastructure here to handle a tournament like that with the crowds and all of the travel and the food and the, and the housing of those people and the facilities for the games would be much better here. Um, Absolutely. But that being said, having it in a place where travel is much easier because it's like two or three hours in between venues instead of like 20 hours has its appeal. And also I think hosting the world cup in Africa um, has its appeal as well for the world game. Yes. So it, I just find it very interesting that, that the two bids that are dueling for the hosting in eight years is this monstrosity of a proposal versus a very, very uh, comparatively smaller proposal in a, in a much smaller country in a different part of the world. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because we actually haven't talked soccer in a, in a really long time. Um, well, one caveat, too, on the on the the you know, combining the bid with Canada, the U.S., and Mexico is it will be the first World Cup with a 48-team field, so there will be more games to be played. That's a good point. Um, and I, I, before I get into to, to my take of sorts, it should also be pointed out that, uh, you know, we have a, a bit of a local interest in this because Arrowhead Stadium in our backyard has, has put a bid in to host one or however many of these games should North America be awarded the bid. So, you know, we could have um, World Cup games mere miles away um, should this happen and or, you know, we're still in this vicinity in 2026 because eight years is a long time. But that's, um, I think it's time for the United States to host a major sporting event. It's been almost 15 years now since we had the Olympics. Um, it's been 25 since we had the world, the men's world cup. Um, we, we have the facilities now more than ever, um, coast to coast and eight years provides, um, time for, for cities to put the investment in to upgrade facilities, um, you know our our hotels are are arguably top notch. Um, the the U.S. flight system is top notch, um, and so I, I think it's it's hard to to go against the U.S. But like you said, um, if they can build the facilities to do it within you know a two hundred and three hundred mile range in Morocco, then um, it's tough to go against it. Of course, then in twenty twenty five we'll start reading all the articles about how. Morocco isn't equipped to, to handle the World Cup, and it's been a fiasco. And how did they ever get this thing? Because that seems to always be what happens um, in situations like these. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it in the U.S. Um, I think it would do so much for soccer. Um, it did so much for soccer 25 years ago, and it's probably the the shot in the arm it needs again um, as as we continue the, the progress of the MLS and, and just um, the interest on the world stage within the U S. So that's, that's my view um, is that I'd love to see it here. And I think it'd be a huge mistake if FIFA didn't, uh, didn't award it because I think the U S needs to 
to somehow get back. I, I know the Olympics will be in LA and I think 2024, but, um, but it's time to, to get international sporting events back in the U S yeah, it sure would be awesome. And I, I really think your point too, of it kind of being a shot in the arm for the U S uh, especially the men's side, the women have always been you right. know, world-class and challenging for every, you know, major, uh, tournament and title that they can um the men not so much and so i mean to the point that they didn't, they didn't even make the world cup this year right. uh, which is i think the first time since i think i was born maybe that they hadn't made it um and now obviously if you host it you don't have to qualify you're in automatically but the hope is that if we are awarded the world cup in eight years that gives the program you know, the swift kick in the pants that it may need in order to get a team uh, and a system that is going to build a competitive team that can go deep into that tournament. Yeah, you you hope that, you know, if this were awarded tomorrow, that uh, U.S. soccer, which, you know, organizationally is in, in neutral right now, but um, you'd hope that they would start going out and knocking on doors to find the best 12, 13, 14-year-old boys they can find in this country and develop them with June of 2026 in mind um, because eight years is not that far away. And it's really not that long in terms of athletic development. I mean, you think about a kid that's right now, 14 or 15 years old uh, could very well be playing in that event. Um, And so, yeah. And, uh, and conversely, you think about the youngest guys on the U S team. Now they may not even be on the team then, or they may be right. the, the, you know, the senior citizen that's there as like, you know, the veteran to help the young guys know how to get through the tournament. So, you know, eight years in a, in a sport like soccer is a lifetime. It is. It is. So, and it's also not as long as you think either. Because if you think like oh, a 20-year-old that's on the national team now, he'll be 28. Like you said, we don't know. But at the same time, we've got guys that could be entering their freshman year of high school, you know, who could be – five or six years away from their prime. So yeah, they're, they're going to have to step up the development ASAP, um, you know, literally overnight, I think to, to, to make it so that uh, we have a team to cheer for um, past the, the, the pool play in in 2026. Yeah. And, and uh, one, one last point too about that is this could actually be a boon for MLS as well, because you would think, they could use the academy system for all the MLS clubs around the country to get these kids into highly competitive, regularly, uh, uh, you know, practices and then have the U S camps throughout the year. Um, but you've got, you've already got a, a national system in place where these kids can play for their local club team and then go do the U.S. tournaments, you know, uh, the, the, the U16 and the U18 tournaments and all that stuff. Um, so MLS may benefit from this as well, which would be a good thing. Right. But again, it all depends on, on the vote for, uh, for who gets to host. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting my hopes up. When the world votes, we usually lose. And I can't exactly. really blame them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, any uh, any parting thoughts, sir? No, I'll give you your NASCAR nugget for the week if you're ready. Uh, yes, I, I live for NASCAR nuggets. Kevin Harvick, once again, 
freaky fast this week and gets the victory at uh, Las Vegas. That's that's two wins in a row. Is Jimmy John's one of his sponsors? It is. Okay. I just <laughs> you. That's the second week in a row you've made the Jimmy John's pun, and I just wanted to make sure that there was um, the Jimmy John's logo smacked somewhere on his car. And we have um, the ultimate um, sports hot take artist standing here. I, I don't know if she has anything to to contribute to the to the show. Um, uh, I've been any thoughts on this. any thoughts on how um, baseball should should revamp their umpiring? She thinks they should all be computerized. We'll get her on sometime, maybe before football season. Yes, to, please. Um, to discuss chain gangs in football because. <laughs> It is better than anything we could ever provide. Yeah, it's, we're we need to keep her uh, as a very very special guest so that people don't get too accustomed to, to her amazing commentary and then get bored of us. She did um, watch the end of um, the Louisville Virginia game. Which did you see the end of this? No, I didn't. I've been working so much. Are you aware of what happened? No, I have no idea. All right, well let me explain it to you. Then we'll then we'll head out for the evening. But this this is worth discussing. Louisville was up four with three seconds left, essentially. Virginia inbounded the ball, got it down the court, heaved up a three and was fouled with oh, point nine with point nine seconds. So the the free throw shooter goes to the line and makes the first two. He intentionally misses the the third. But Virginia was called for a lane violation. Oh no! So it's it's blown dead. So Louisville is forced to take the ball out of bounds on the baseline, and the referee emphatically points that it is a spot throw. He cannot oh, move. Oh no! He gets the ball, and the first thing he does is shuffles along the baseline. <laughs> so. Virginia gets the ball on the on the baseline and they run this play that he holds it for a long time. They're all running their hands and they beat this guy. Yeah, Ali is just Ali is showing me how the play went in the living room. Um <laughs> anyways, Louisville is Louisville's anticipating the tip in, so they're kind of defending the the blocks in the lane. And Virginia essentially, like, they, they run toward the hoop and then they all back out trying to find a passing lane and they get one. And the guy, he's up a 30-footer, banks it in, ball game. Oh, my gosh. Look it up. Yeah, yeah I will have to. That sounds was, like a lot uh, of fun. It was so stressful. There you go. There's your input for the week. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, until next time, watch a lot of sports. Will do. All right, bye. See you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Sports Ball. We really appreciate it. We make this show on Anchor, uh, which has some really cool features. So if you guys are listening to this on Anchor, uh, or you're not listening to it on Anchor but somewhere else, and you want to take advantage of the ability to call into the show and share your opinions and ask us questions or tell us that we're idiots and uh, all that, that's fine. Uh, On Anchor, while you're listening to the show, you can send us a voice message. We'll be alerted that we got the voice message, and then we'll be able to put it on our next episode uh, and respond to whatever it is that you have to say. So definitely take advantage of that. if you have something more long form, you can email us hello at supermegacorp.net and just put sports ball in the subject line so I know to uh, send it to Andrew and myself. Uh, speaking of Super Megacorp, 
Sports Ball is one of the multiple podcasts on the Super Megacorp network. So if you want to go over to supermegacorp.net, check out our other shows, uh, that'd be really cool. Um, but if not, and you just are cool listening to this show, hey, we really appreciate the support. And I uh, look forward to hearing from you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.